Welcome to the LJA Podcast, featuring news, knowledge, and insight from principals, leaders, and subject matter experts in every area of the company. LJA is an employee-owned, award-winning civil design firm offering over 300 services with 43 offices in Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. We build civilization. Listen to the LJA podcast to learn why. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the LJA podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today. This podcast I'm actually doing in the offices of LJA in your new location here in Houston, just a couple blocks down from your old space. And it's exciting to kind of be here because as I told somebody when I walked in the door, it, it feels like I'm home again, hanging out with the LJA family. So without further ado, I want to get this podcast started. Today's episode, I've got a great guest for you. I'm sitting down with Amit Sadev, and Amit is the vice president of energy services here at LJA. And he's, as I said to him before, we, we were kind of joking, but I said, he's like the new kid on the block here at LJA. And he's not a kid, but you guys understand what I'm saying. And so Amit was kind enough to grace us with a little bit of time to kind of share what he's doing and and just you know what things have been like in his on his whirlwind honeymoon here at LJA because it's just started it's just been since November right that's right okay cool cool so without further ado welcome Amit Sadev how are you doing I am doing well thank you so much for having me over I'm really looking forward to having this discussion with you and sharing with you a little bit about my background so yeah thanks for having me absolutely absolutely so well listen we. I don't say we, but I've always liked to start my conversations off by getting to know the individual. So I would love for you to just share with the audience, especially those that don't know you yet. Maybe there's there's somebody that's going to listen to this that has never met you. They've maybe <laughs> seen your picture. Maybe they saw your picture in the newsletter for the company that's right. saying, hey, we just hired this new great individual, but they don't actually know you. So I would love for you just to give the LJA audience a little bit of your superhero origin story and then Give us the cliff note version of it, and then we'll sure. unpack the rest of it throughout the podcast. Excellent. Well, my story starts back in 2004 when I first came to the U.S. all the way on the East Coast in Connecticut. Figured out that snow can reach up to knee high and <laughs> folks would still continue functioning as normal. So that was Connecticut. I went to school there for a bit and then transferred over to a school in California at California State University at Long Beach, Go Beach. <laughs> I was there for a couple of years. I got my master's in electrical engineering and then went to work for Jacobs Engineering in the oil and gas side of things. I was in uh, a refinery environment for about a year, after which I switched gears to the water industry. was there for about 10 years at Corolla Engineers and at some point then decided to go to business school and went and got, a, got an MBA from a, a school in Chicago, Northwestern Kellogg. And while I was interviewing there, I came across, you know, LJA and looked like a fascinating company and we got chatting. And uh, the interesting story there is I was actually interviewing and was on my fifth round of interviewing with Amazon when LJA came around and I was just so fascinated with LJA's growth story and, uh, you know, the great things that were happening here that this just seemed like so much better a fit. And for long, I found myself here moving to Texas like so many other folks. <laughs> All right. so. Let me get this straight. You told Jeff Bezos no, and you told LJA yes. 
Is that the sum of it? Is that really where it comes down to? Pretty much it. It wasn't quite Jeff Bezos himself, (laughs) but close. No, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, you know, the choice there for me was either I could go be a part of this big machine where, you know, I'd probably be this little cog, which, you know, not to diminish the folks who are at Amazon, but at LJA, I just saw the kind of growth trajectory the firm is at, the kind of impactful work that's being done with the high level of quality and pride and commitment that is associated with the work that we put out. And it just seemed like a natural fit. I remember talking to uh, my boss, Robert Hickman, who was interviewing me that, you know, I'm, I was looking more for a family-oriented environment where I could make more direct impact. And LJA just seemed like the place to do it at. Our growth's been phenomenal. Our trajectory is you know, great. It's this 45 degree uh, slope that we have right now. And I'm just looking to fuel that growth. And, you know, with the energy services sector, and there's a lot of activity that's occurring on the renewable side, which we're hoping to tap into in the near future, which is why I'm on board. So there's a lot of exciting things happening, lots of dynamism within the company, lots of energy up on the sixth floor cafe where my office is at. It's just fantastic to kind of just break for lunch and see all the new faces, all the folks who are graduating from school, coming in there, hanging out, and just the place is alive and buzzing. So yeah. there's no reason not to come here. Absolutely. I love that. I mean, I mean that in and of itself is a great story, and it's something that a lot of people will be able to point to and say, yeah, we've taken people away from Amazon and other places. And not that that's a, it's a huge deal, because I think at the end of the day, we all have to go where we feel comfortable working. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And you, you spoke volumes about the, the family atmosphere that exists here. I mean, it certainly helps that you guys are an ESOP. There are a lot of other factors of it. But if you just pull the financial stuff aside and all of that, and you just look at the granular aspect of this organization, how it's grown over the years, where it is today, and the potential of where it can be in the future, it's kind of limitless if you think about it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that's kind of, you know, that the proof's in the pudding. I'm here. Right. And so I totally agree with that. I, you know, anyone listening, just, you know, my message to them would be just keep doing what you're doing because we're on a great growth curve, great trajectory. Let your near and dear ones know that this is happening here and, <laughs> and we're hiring. And so right, right. I'm always hiring. So yeah, no, I'm just putting the message out there that you know, this is, this is a great firm to be at. We're poised for greater things. And I just hope folks consider us for allowing us to be part of their careers because yes, the firm's growing, but at the same time, the individual isn't left behind. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, there's a huge amount of investment made to make sure that the people who are a part of the firm get the training, get the know-how, get to rub shoulders with the more experienced engineers. And actually just go out and look at what you've done and make positive impact in the world. And and that's kind of why I'm here to helping out on the renewable side eventually. Yeah, I love that. So talk to me because you cut your teeth on oil and gas. Right. And now you're doing what you're doing. Did you think that you would make that transition, if you will? You know, I certainly hope that I would. I didn't know that I would be able to for sure until I went through the journey, right? It's, It's one of those things where you kind of lay a brick and then you lay another one and lay another one and then it it's for long you've got this wall and a foundation of knowledge upon which you can go and say that yes i can execute this level of work i can go and execute this type of a job so to me it was it was certainly that i wanted to be in on the energy side i've done work on the environmental side as well so i've just really tried to make sure that whatever i do and this is part of why i became an engineer in the first place is that whatever i do 
should allow me to leave this world a better place than sure. where than how I found it, basically. And so this is just an extension to it. And and being at the place I'm at just allows me to carry it out, allows me to, you know, bring in new energy and new people into the group to support that mission even further. Yeah. No, I love that. I really I mean, that sounds that's exciting to hear because it just it just I mean, I can see the confidence that you have about the future and where things are going, not just with the company, but with your group. So what are some things that you didn't realize about LJ before you came here that, you know, once you got here for a couple of months and now you're back in the office and all that, that you've, you've looked up and said, wow, I had no idea this company was like this. Yeah, no, that's a great question. The thing that doesn't become too apparent usually when you're interviewing and all that stuff is, is just basically how fun an environment can be, right. a, a, work, a work environment, how fun it can be and how engaging it can be. I mean, just yesterday when, you know, we are starting to come back into the office. So we had, I kid you not, it was literally a meeting called electrical taco meeting because we brought in tacos. We sat together around for a bit before our workday began. We had breakfast tacos and, you know, we just started to, as we start coming from out of this whole COVID environment and back into the office, I thought it was just a good gesture to bring everyone together around food. And then that's just one small element of how we kind of get together before we kind of just go back to work. And, you know, then it's, it gets intense. And yes, we are a consulting firm and that's a business at the end of the day. But then when you break and we've got a fantastic break room up here on the sixth floor, we grab a cup of coffee and just ask how the family's doing, how's how everyone else is doing. And you just have fun and then just go back to work and repeat and rinse. And then just makes for a healthy, fun environment. So the fun aspect of it, the energy you know, we, we're hiring at a very fast clip from, you know, great schools around the area. So that brings in new blood, new perspectives. And so just to get to hear on the new perspectives is just refreshing and just keeps you, keeps you trying to do your best to make sure that this stays a positive, healthy environment for everyone in it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's a, that's a good assessment of, you know, what the experience is like here. And, right. and even though I don't work here, I've, I have experienced kind of like that camaraderie yeah, that absolutely. exists. Even just, I mean, when I would come and we would do trainings and, you know, I'd be in the lunchroom of the old building and everybody would come together and it seemed like everybody was well-connected. It wasn't yeah. like people were, you know, disconnected no, or, you know, not. antisocial or anything like that. Everybody knew everybody else and engaged. And if yeah. they didn't, they were getting to know people. So absolutely. No, you you hit the nail on the head there. It's an open door policy and I see it in practice, right? Like I mean, I could go talk to our CEO, James Ross, if I wanted to like doors open, right? And that just promulgates through the company and and then we just we just have fun. Like like it says on our pillars in the conference in the conference and the cafe is it's like we gotta make money, have fun. It's about the clients and the employees and you know, states right. So it's all in there. I think it hits all the basic major points. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, great. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your your field, your area, sure. energy services. What are you bullish about in terms of where the market is headed? I mean, there's so much that's happening right now. And I get it that, you know, we're still in kind of in a state of flux as we try to figure out things post pandemic. And, you know, of course, as the, at the time of recording this, just a couple of days earlier, the CDC had, had reduced the the use of masks. So things are starting to get back to some type of normalcy. I traveled for the first time in 14 months mm-hmm. today, the day Great. that we're, we're recording this podcast. And so, you know, this is, it's a big deal. And so things are changing, but what are you excited about with regard to energy services and LJA specifically? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great question. So, you know, there's the backbone of the crude and the oil services that 
that's not going anywhere. But what I'm most excited about is is the advent of renewables and our positioning into that segment. I mean, a lot of times you talk to folks, it, it seems like you listen to them and it's like, yeah, oil and gas is this circle that doesn't touch this renewables circle and they're mutually exclusive. And that's absolutely not the case, right? Yeah. They're, they're both supportive. And, and we're trying to position ourselves at the intersection of, you know, the, the mature oil and gas side of things, the midstream business that we are already doing good in and have a firm grasp on, while at the same time expanding into the renewable side in the near future where, you know, we can offer our services and our expertise to that, that field, that growing field. Renewables have obviously seen a lot of push from the current administration. Yep. And there's, you know, taxation, there's credits that have been made available and things of that nature. So there's a lot of funds available to allow that market to rapidly grow and the jobs associated with it. And we are looking to identify and have identified our strengths that we bring to the table because we just don't want to go out and say, look, there's this this renewables piece available and we just want a piece of the pie. That's really not not our motivating factor. Our motivating factor is what do we do well? What unique services are we able to offer? And what is the value proposition to a given client out there that would enable a long-term relationship between us and them so that we have successful partnerships moving forward? And that's where I'm bullish, that relationship building in the renewable side, how we can support our clients, how we can understand their unique needs, which we are experts at doing already, and how we bring our expertise to the table to assist and allow them to solve their unique challenges and problems is what I'm most excited about and look forward to on a daily basis to assist clients with. Okay. Why don't you, for the uninitiated and maybe somebody that's listening to this that's newer at the company, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell us, for the uninitiated here at LJA that may not know a lot about renewables and about the things that LJA are really good at, Mm-hmm. Why don't you kind of give us kind of a quick, you know, sure. understanding of, of the things that you feel like LJA is perfectly suited to handle because they are really, they're, they're good at that. I know sure. relationship building is one thing, but kind of if you could just walk us through that, that would be helpful. Oh, absolutely. And so on the engineering side, I like to say this to folks who I kind of coach and train up is like, you know, you can go out and hire an engineer any day of the year. And, and when I say hire, I mean... You know, if you're an entity and you need design services, you can go out and hire an engineer, no problem. What we try to strive and do is to actually be advisors and consultants beyond just being engineers to our clients. And that is where the listening comes into play. That is where understanding what the experiences, the lived experiences of our clients are, and then creating and developing solutions to uniquely cater to those unique situations is what we're excellent at. We've gotten where we've gotten not by doing what we do well, but by providing to our clients what they need, if that makes sense. It's not about what we are good at. It's about what the clients need. And then we, if we don't have that skill set, we go out and develop that skill set. Same thing is kind of happening on the renewable side where there's a push where we're trying to hire more on that, on that side. We're trying to get folks in through the door with a certain right amount of expertise while we're doing our business development activities to understand what the unique challenges are and mesh them with our with our unique capabilities. So so that's how I would answer that question. Yeah. So overall overall just, you know, our uniqueness is not by doing what we do, 
it's the fact that it's driven by our clients' needs. Sure. And that speaks to your ability to actively listen to a client, understand what's going on, right? I mean, right. one of the knocks for design professionals is that typically you go into a meeting with a client, client starts telling you what they want, and immediately in your brain, you're already right. designing what they want. <laughs> and you haven't heard the why right. behind what they want. You haven't heard what is what are the other motivating factors, the things that we can't necessarily design. But that matters to the client. Absolutely. And those are the intangibles that I think are really important, right? Yeah. And we hear this from the feedback that we receive from our clients too, is that, you know, a majority of our work isn't new client work. It's repetitive work. It's repeat work. It's a testament, a strong testament to the fact that our clients not only enjoy working with us, they are excited and looking forward to working with us. And then we strive hard to retain that trust. And yeah, I I think we're just going to continue doing that more and more. And over time, I, I feel that, you know, as the way of doing business evolves, as we're getting more and more electronic, it, somehow LJ hasn't lost that grasp of client understanding. You know, COVID happened and we suddenly were remote. But as we kind of come out of that, we're not seeing any of the relationships diminish. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they're stronger <clears throat> than ever. And we just hope to continue that momentum going forward. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I talked to one of your peers from the Austin office and mm-hmm. I remember us talking and I've, I have talked with him a lot over the years. He's a really good guy. He's a young guy. But one of the things I asked him, not cur- fairly early on in the, in the pandemic, maybe like five, six months into it. Mm-hmm. So maybe last summer. And, and I said, how is business? And he said, you know, I'm actually busier now <laughs> than I ever was before. Right. And it wasn't just, be, I mean, he, he was engaging the clients. I mean, he was delivering what they needed, but he had figured out a way to do it, you know, in, in the environment that we're in. Right. And it, it, he didn't miss a beat. Right. And I think that's, you know, that's not just, that's a testament to how he's been trained here at LJA, but it also speaks to the bigger picture, right? Of you trying to just meet your clients where they are and serve them to the best of your ability. And that creates repeat business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, what I'm seeing LJA become even better at is, yes, there's, you know, a certain piece to the the training. There's a certain piece of, you know, how you manage clients, but there's also our employees' own individuality and how LJA supports that, how there are activities here for, you know, different diaspora, how there's activities here available for a certain age group who's just getting hired out of school, right? Yeah. And so there's Aggie traditions that I didn't know of that I'm quickly <laughs> right. becoming aware of. And so all of that comes together to combine and create an environment that's not only supportive of everyone as a group, but also as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, a couple of things I want to ask you. First, I want to ask, can you speak to the renewable energy service that you're most excited about? Absolutely. Is there one that more than any other is like that? This one is, I'm, I, A, I'm bullish on it, but I also think we can knock it out of the park if we can deliver that service to clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, that's a great question. And thanks for asking it. What we're most excited about on the renewable side is being able to support the work on the electrical and the SCADA and HMI piece. And I'll explain that a little bit because those two terms might not be very evidently clear. But on the electrical piece, you know, obviously with uh, with solar panels becoming so prevalent, there's a certain back-end level of design that occurs, right? The solar panels generate electricity, but then what? 
that piece of design is what we're most excited about because we feel that that is where our uh, tremendous and years and years of expertise on electrical design comes into play. We have created unique solutions in the past where it's not only cost effective, but it's also efficient. And then in order to kind of bring it home, if you will, there's a whole SCADA or, or HMI piece. It's like now everyone's used to utilizing their cell phones for, you know, paying their bills, paying, looking up uh, you know, news. So, so our cell phones have kind of replaced our laptops more and more. It's a mobile device. And how we allow utilities to manage and view their generation of renewables via these mobile devices. The combination of this, you know, electrical engineering piece that has existed for the last century combined with this new cutting edge modern mobile transition is what I'm most fascinated about. We are uniquely positioned to offer services not only from the traditional design so, uh, services standpoint for electrical, but also extend it further into the HMI or the human machine interface piece and allow like a full gamut uh, of services from, you know, when light hits a solar panel all the way through to you getting an alert and an alarm on your mobile phone saying, you know, your energy has dropped or it's peaked. And, and that entire section of design is where I think we are uniquely positioned to offer and cater uh, services to our clients. And it's almost creating like a seamless process for Absolutely. the end user. Yeah, that's a great word. It's seamless. We It's turnkey. We come in, we do the design piece, we help through construction services, and we make sure that before we leave, that would be something that we would be proud of handing over to our clients because we're acutely aware of the fact that, you know, we'll design, we'll help through construction, and then we leave. But at the same token, we are very aware of the fact that we need to design an experience for our clients that they will want us to continue working with them in the future as well. So we're very aware of that and working towards designing a lot of those types of systems. Okay. Yeah. That's great. And then, so if I, if I was a young engineer here at LJA and I overheard somebody talking about all this extra land that they have and that it's perfectly suited for the sun and all this other stuff, and they're thinking about building a solar farm, mm -hmm. what's the next step? And I need to, I need to contact you, right? And say, <laughs> hey, you need to talk to this owner of this property yes. because I think you might be able to give shed some light with them no pun intended <laughs> on what they could potentially do with that land right right so now that's so typically you know i mean at that point we would need what we know as developers of those solar projects those developers are who end up being the clients for us they need the engineering services they are typically folks who have capital available for them to you know go ahead and acquire a piece of land then they would you know go through a design process saying, okay, we have this much acreage and, and we need these many solar panels put in and we need a means to connect it to the utility cables. That's the part where they would reach out to us and say, could you help us design that? And and that and that's where we get engaged with them. Right. Uh, so if someone in your example has a, has a stretch of land, by all means, reach out to me uh, <laughs> and we can sit down and develop uh, an initial plan of how to go about utilizing that space and making it productive and useful. So yeah. Absolutely. Reach out to us. Yeah. And I think that's just important to know, right? Because somebody here at LJA, and I'm speaking just internally, mm -hmm. they, but they may not be aware that, oh my God, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew we did energy services, yep. but I didn't realize it It extended to that. And, yep. you know, my uncle has a farm and he's been thinking about it and there's all kinds of options there. But um, yeah. I think as we move into this place of trying to be more responsible for the earth and trying to figure out ways to not use up all of our resources- right. We have to get creative. Absolutely. And 
your team can help people be as creative as they want to be. Absolutely. And and it's uh, it's it's very encouraging the environment we're in right now because the cost of the raw materials, the cost of the solar panels, it's rapidly, you know, falling and it, it assists exactly the types of ideas you mentioned come to fruition and, and we're excited and happy to assist with that. I mean, part of the reason why I basically chose and tapped renewables as something I wanted to work with is because when I had my son, I thought hard about what I want my career's legacy to be. And I settled on the fact that I want to make sure that through my work in renewables, I leave the world a better place for my son than where I found it. Exactly. exactly. And that was a huge uh, decision factor for me also when it came to Amazon versus LJA because LJA wants to do that. We are poised for doing all of that good work. And and so, so yeah, that's my legacy. LJA allows me to fulfill it. And I hope um, as we grow, folks find that they're also able to fulfill their hopes for their legacies here at this great firm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I, I love that. That's perfect. I mean, I, I almost want to put a bun in it, but there's one last question I want to ask sure. you. If somebody is listening to this here at LJ and it was like, man, I, I need a guy like that mentoring me. What has been, you know, what success have you found in mentoring others based on what's been poured into you over the years? Oh, that is, that I can speak on for 30 minutes, but I know, <laughs> I know that's a great question. You know, I'm inclined to go down the list, say this, 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 and this. But really, when I boil it down in my mind, it just comes to paying it forward and care. Caring about the work that we do and basically making sure that the next person coming in has the same platform that you were so lucky to have in terms of others helping you out. So I'm still consistently only paying it forward. Right. I was very lucky to find the mentors I did. I'm still very lucky to constantly have people around me who I'm, I'm almost never the smartest guy in the room. So that's yeah. a blessing in itself. Right. Right. Because you're constantly well, learning. And it's you know great. what they say, if you are the smartest guy in the room, you need <laughs> to find another right. room. So. You're in the wrong room. Right? Yeah. And NLJ uh, has just left me, uh, you know, with all of these opportunities where I can get mentorship and provide some input to others. And it's just fascinating to see the growth around me. And, and yeah, just from a mentorship standpoint, it's just a constant cycle of paying it forward and just seeing good people grow. And it's it's a reward in itself. Yeah. And so your advice to any of these young folks that are walking around here or any of the other LJ offices is, if you don't already have a mentor, find one. And it's easy to find one here. Yeah, <laughs> there's, exactly. There's no exactly. dearth of uh, mentors here. I think all you need to do is break that initial barrier of discomfort and say, I need one and then yeah. then it becomes easier and you know there's there's a fantastic group of uh, HR personnel that we have there's a you know managers here undergo an extensive set of training to not only be the mentor that they need to be but also help you find one so the first step is just asking just ask anyone and if someone doesn't know I'm sure they'll work to finding you the right person Absolutely and here's the last thing and I'll end with this is that getting a mentor it's not like it's something that you do in your 20s and then like you never do it again. I'm 52. I'll be 52 in a couple of months, but I have mentors. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you've got to constantly have people that you can have check in with you and make sure you're doing the things that you need to be doing. And Absolutely. I mean, it never stops. So it's like it, it's it's yeah. so, you know, I would say embrace that idea of mentorship and mentoring because not only can you become a good mentor, but you can also be a good mentee. And I think, honestly, being a mentee is a lifelong thing. So well said. I couldn't agree more. I'm still in touch with folks from my prior positions held. You know, I, I just couldn't agree more with everything you said. And 
and I find that the more I uh, try and educate, the more I teach, I learn as much and get out of it as much as I put out. So, uh, absolutely well said. Uh, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, and then I'm going to put you on the spot since you went to Kellogg <laughs> and you got your MBA there. What is one book that really moved the needle for you that you read oh, at, get, yeah. during getting your MBA that really just like you've kept it? And that you, uh, you refer back to it or that you, you just enjoyed so much. That's a tough question because Kellogg makes you read so much. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Most MBA programs Yeah, do, no. But. I mean, uh, the one book that stands out to me is uh, is Hit Refresh. Um, okay. It's by Satya Nadella. And yeah. that is uh, a book that is poised towards young managers like myself where we come in and, and we basically got a Hit Refresh, yeah. right? It's like, there's certain things uh, within the group. There's a certain dynamic occurring. How do you take that dynamic and supercharge it and basically hit refresh and say, okay, these are these new ideas and, and new um, ideas and ways of doing things. And that one book has allowed me to have a certain mindset about managers not being at the top of the pyramid, so to speak, but kind of at the bottom and working Supporting. with people yeah. as opposed. To, so I basically view myself as working for my team, not the other way around. So it's more of a servant leader mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's leading with the pack, being at everyone's level individually. And that book does a great job of defining some of that. I've heard of the book. I actually, I'm going to, now you're going to make me get it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I think Nadella is a good dude. And so I, I I'm going to have to pick that up. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so you should. Amit, thank you so much uh, for sharing. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Busy. I mean, you're still kind of getting used to things here, but it seems like you've hit the ground running and oh, yeah. the sky is the limit. I absolutely hope I, I have been doing justice to the role and the task that's been, uh, that I've been tasked with, but it's just been a blast so far, and I cannot wait to see uh, where the group and the company goes. I'm, I'm, I'm all excited for and bullish on our future. Well, I'm rooting for you, and I'll be on the sidelines cheering along the way. So congrats to everything. Welcome to LJA, and thank you for sharing your story with us today. Absolutely. It's been a sheer pleasure speaking with you, and uh, and, and thank you so much for the time and Absolutely. opportunity. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Well, folks, there you have it. Amit, Sadev. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the LJA podcast. So many nuggets that he shared today about mentorship, about being a mentee, about renewables, just about the way that LJA operates their business, how they really actively listen with clients. I hope you guys took something away. Just go back and listen to this. Check out the show notes. Uh, transcript will, will be available as well. If you want to kind of read over what Amit talked about today or what or some of the stuff that I shared, but I hope you enjoyed this. This is another episode of the LJA podcast. We're going to keep them coming. So tune in and learn more about this company that you call home and what the future looks like because LJA does build civilization. All right. You guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the LJA podcast. Whether you are doing your due diligence to hire a design firm or you are trying to learn more about the company, this podcast is one of the best places to start. For more information about LJA, please visit our website at lja.com to learn more. At LJA, we mean it when we say, we build civilization. We build civilization.